Hi there, I'm Tony T, and this is your Nerd of Godcast Season 3 premiere. And this is your episode overture, which is kind of like an overworld map for episode 41. Do you ever have heated arguments over whether Wonder Woman or Lois Lane are a better match for Superman? Or did you go on the quest to allow your character in Skyrim to get married? Have you ever performed a wedding ceremony for your Pokemon plush toys? If you answered yes to any of these, your romantic side might be in overdrive. And that's okay with us because this week we're talking about love and marriage. From the standpoint of our top nerdy class couples to some of our ever-loving favorites from Sunday School. We've got a fun celebrity couple name game, plus the reveal of our Season 3 Best Thing Ever. And to top it all off, find out how, with the touch of a button, you can win a Nerd of Godcast prize pack. Also, our conversation is far from complete, so if you've got something we missed, be sure to let us know about it online, at Nerd of Godcast, across all the usual social media platforms. So, snuggle up next to the one you love, it's time to get your Godcast on. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. You gotta get that yawning out of the way. It's not midnight now. No <laughs> I'm still right. without caffeine today, so. <laughs> and you've been dealing with a bunch of three-year-olds? Yes. So, praise God. Well, welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast. It's season three, y'all. Ooh. Yeah, well, I didn't know what sound effect you were going to make <laughs> as a whole, but I guess, ooh, uh, who'd have thought they'd all still be here? Uh, and we are, we're back, so uh, we're, we're excited. We took a little bit of a breaky-poo for the past couple months, uh, doing some planning and preparation and just relaxation, and uh, we are back. I'm super, super excited. That is my word for how I feel right now. To be uh, to be back recording with you guys because we have been doing a lot. We we like there's been some aggressive expansion happening in Nerd of Godcast land, and uh, what you're listening to right now, this podcast is is only the small part of it. So um, we're we're gonna share a little bit more about that for the rest of the episode. My name is Tony T. I'm gonna be your happy host for the next few minutes as we talk about Christ culture and nerd culture and where they cross over and slap each other high five on the playing field that is our combined universe of existence. Uh, with me, as always, is Steve-O Supremo. Bawib Granoib Ninivan, everybody. Season season three ain't nothing changing for me. <laughs> Except... Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> that rhymed until you kept talking. Yeah, I know. You know, God, Sometimes God I just start a sentence and I don't know where it's going to end the up. The Lord tells me <laughs> I have to love you. <laughs> but the... The, the non-frosted mini-wheat side of me. <laughs> you says, still love me, Tony. You are the worst. <laughs> Just steer into it, man. Just everybody knows, Steve-O, that you're the worst. If I, if, if I wasn't steering into it, I would have stopped saying Bawweeb, Gronweeb, <laughs> Nittybon in episode three. Okay. Uh, all right. It's, you know what? The only reason I, I can't be really mad at you is because it's from me. You learned it from me. Yes. I learned it by watching you, okay? <laughs> this is your fault. Everything is your fault now. Uh, that's, that's nothing new there. Um, <laughs> moving across the uh, the gilded table here is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Trace. Trace Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is Taco Tuesday. Trace Natchez. This is a new thing for us. We're recording on a Tuesday. Yes. In yes. the early evening. Yes. The, the sun good. is still up. It feels good. I don't think it's up anymore. It's uh, it's upish. Upish. In a couple months, it will not be up. 
at this time. Well, we'll, we'll take what we got now. Dark, yeah. We're going to move to Alaska, so it'll stay up all the time. <laughs> we'll just have insomnia. Nerd of God cast North <laughs> coming soon. Uh, Neff, what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, not much. What have you been up to since uh, we've been on break? Reading lots of comics. Yeah, lots of comics. Lots of rebirth. Well, lots of <laughs> so exclusively DC stuff. Pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm gonna buy Marvel comics soon. Neff's Just, also been saying that for like four years, though. <laughs> you know what you can do, and I don't, I don't know if you, if you have like a Netflix subscription or whatever. They're not promoting us or sponsoring us, but check into that Marvel Unlimited where you can get it's like ten bucks mm. a month, and you have like their whole back catalog. There's a lot of good reads on there, even if you just keep it for a month or two. Uh, you know, just dig through some of those storylines. I want to get it because I want to go back and read a little bit of um, some of the 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 cosmic Marvel Universe things. Yes. Uh, the uh, Like a Annihilation storyline and some of the different things like that and uh, get a little bit more familiar with that because um, there's been some things that have caught my attention in the recent movie The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that I'd like to read a little bit more about. But we'll talk uh, perhaps about that a little bit later. Anything else going on with you? Nope. Fantastic. <laughs> Sliding around we have the uh, the newest member of our regular cast of characters uh, you know him you love him he's been by here uh, often enough that he's uh, he's got his own sock drawer but um this is this is EJ the official Ness what's up man what's going on everybody it's your boy official Ness <laughs> he's a member he starts doing the promotion that's again. right <laughs> he did the first time he was on and like three times like hey guys what's going on I have here? to say that though that's just what I say that's like my brand. videos and that's it, my brand you know? so official Ness just catch everybody up we have to assume that that every episode is somebody's first episode yes what is what is Ness Ness is uh, stands for No Eye Has Seen. It is based off of 1 Corinthians 2.9. For no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. Right on, yeah. right on, right on. And um, Ness, EJ, is uh, is an artist. You can check his stuff out online at officialness.com. Everything's official Ness. Everything's official Ness. Yep, so, uh, so check him out. He's really, really talented and really, really good. Speaking of art, beauty, grace, Dignity, class. Jackie's not here. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were describing Nick. Well, then Jessica. <laughs> here she is. Magnificent, resplendent in glory. Hi. Jessica Terror. <laughs> here she is. <laughs> Miss Amanda. Hi, Jessica. Hi. What's new? What's happening? Not much. I've been playing lots of Minecraft. Really? Nick created a monster. Thanks. You're welcome. You can create monsters in Minecraft? Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. In creative cool. mode. So you you've been Minecraft. What's the appeal? I don't I don't see it. It's I can lay in bed with my phone hooked up on charger and just build things. Fantastic. And farm and all that stuff. So, so you cool. set the bar pretty low there. Mm -hmm. uh, so you've gone from World of Warcraft to Minecraft. Yes, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly hey, as time I, consuming. I it. So it is the the craft that that really is the the key thing. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll drop you off at like a linens and things or a Michaels or something like there that. There we just, go. She's just all uh, about spend hours in a craft store. All about the craft. Or NASA. NASA spacecraft. spacecraft. Yeah. Oh. Or with some Velveeta. Uh, I have also here to report that 
the red controller does work. It does? Hey. Yes. I finally hooked up my PS3 back up again and played Tomb Raider. Please. Oh, you're welcome. See season two, episode 39, I think, for the red controller story. Uh, I don't think that's accurate. I think it's I think it's episode. It's just listen to all of season two. And yeah, just listen, listen to yeah, all season two. How much is listen to everything? The yeah, handoff <laughs> from, uh, listen, it's like when in comic books, when somebody says something, they're like, just like that time you killed my dog. And, and, it, and a the little bubble pops yes. up and it's like, see, issue. you know, issue 12, yes. you know, Stammer and Stan or whatever. And uh, they don't do that anymore. Stan. They did it a while. Like I haven't read many recent comics that do that. It's mostly like eighties and nineties. I've well, never, I've never actually seen Stammer and Stan Stammer. Now they, now they have so many reboots <laughs> and retcons and and new launches of universes. There's no real way to draw lines to it. So it's like Peter Parker did this thing. Well, when when he was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man or when he was Ben Riley Spider-Man no, or when, when he when he, when he floated away as Peter as Porker superior. the Spectacular Spider Ham. <laughs> <laughs> spider pig, spider pig does whatever a spider pig does. His name's not Spider Pig anymore. It's Harry Popper. <laughs> <laughs> and in the producer booth, we have Perry's own Nicholas Sadler. Hello. What's going on, Sadboy? For hey, howdy, hey. You spoiled me in episode 40. Sorry. Okay, you guys stop making references to old episodes. We're moving forward, okay? New day. New day. Yes, it is. <laughs> the, the windshield is bigger than the rear view. Think about new things. Uh, anything new with you? Bit of No Man's Sky. Bit of No Man's Sky. They put some updates in the video game, the PlayStation game, No Man's Sky. How are the updates? I still haven't tried them out yet. Uh, they're good. The graphics are a little better, and uh, there's a lot of new things that you can do. Um, mostly like crafting-based things, Yes, right? it's crafting-based. guys. I have to say. <laughs> so easy to please. There's been very few games that have disappointed me as much as No Man's Sky did. For real? I that means you, that means you don't play enough games. I, I was, well, maybe. Or I was just really disappointed with No Man's Sky. I was so hyped for it. So hyped for it. Well, so let down by I the think game. that's a game that you have to temper your hype a little bit for, and you just have to know it is what it is. You're exploring a giant universe Yes, but they just, I don't know, maybe it's the way that they, they marketed it and the way that the, like, the creator said that it was going to be, uh, how amazing it was, I believed him and he let me down. What was what was not amazing based on the way that they marketed it, Steve? I don't, I don't know, it just made, it made it seem like it was going to be all about like adventure and excitement and explore, exploration. Adventure but it's all and about- excitement? A Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> Didn't but it was all about crafting. I didn't want Minecraft in space. It wasn't about crafting. It was about surviving. I mean, you have to go around and, and gather resources, sure. But if you're in space and you're trying to make the leap to the next planet, you got to have fuel, man. You got to have the things. I understand that. Feels so disappointing. Planet after planet, system after system, each time hoping the next leap would be the leap wow. home. <laughs> Don't step on my jokes. I, I was you. you you're <laughs> making I'm gonna kill you. You're making a quantum <laughs> leap reference. I was trying to make a fallout reference where they where they for uh Nuka Cola said have a leap or take a leap and make it a quantum and it's for their quantum uh Nuka Cola. I was hoping somebody would make a Superman two reference where you lose fuel and then you just spin it around like Zod and little hexagon or whatever it was. This will be our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go ahead We're and pull, spiraling out of control. pull the plug on us. Tell us where this show went wrong. Connect with us on social media, <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, on the Instagram, at Nerd of Godcast. Uh, you can check out our blog online at www.nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Plus, one of the new things that we've really been uh, kicking around since last time we were here, we, we've always had a YouTube page 
but in the past few months, we've really started using it. So we've been really, really excited about some of the videos that we put out. In the, so you need to check us out. Go over to YouTube and uh, search for Nerd of Godcast. You'll find us. we got a, a whole collection of videos, all different kinds that we're putting out there. We've got um, uh, Spoiler Freeze. Tell us what Spoiler Freeze are. Uh, spoiler Free is when we review a movie or game. Uh, but we don't give any of the plot points or any kind of spoilers for it. We just kind of give you our, our our take of it, what we like and what we don't like, without really giving any of the plot or any of the story away. So it's pretty much exactly what it sounds yes. like it would be. Uh, we've got uh, reviews plus, Review Plus 2, which, EJ, you got to be on one of those. Uh, review Plus 2, where Steve-O looks at a movie mm-hmm. uh, or a movie trailer and basically reviews it with two friends. They could be somebody that's on the show or somebody that, that we just kind of know or you know random person on the street that we just pull in. It's uh, Steve-O and two other friends reviewing uh, this, that, and the other. The last one we did was the trailer for The Last Jedi. I believe so. So uh, really, really exciting. Uh, we got one that, that's going to be out. By the time you guys hear this, you should check it out. It's called High Fives, where we basically come up with a top five list of any given topic, and we go down. These are our favorite five of these things. So if it's breakfast cereal, of course, it would be Grape Nuts, Count Chocula, Raisin Bran, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Raisin Nuts. Lucky Charms is number one. Waffle Crisp. Waffle Crisp Lucky is the Charms. best cereal ever Lucky made. Charms. Ever. I love Lucky Charms. You can't have cinnamon toast crunch. Marshmallow you can't, you can't eat a cereal you that once the marshmallows are gone well. becomes worthless. <laughs> the, the Lucky Charms is all Lucky about Charms are terrible. What is wrong with you? They're terrible. They taste like chalk. What? Like what? Like chalk. We're not having, what? This, what? We're not having this conversation. <laughs> They're terrible. It's not a shame. I'm not even going to entertain it. <laughs> you guys know now when I say Steven's the worst, I'm not even exaggerating. Marshmallow, right. Marshmallows and cereal I'm are nasty. What, what is done. wrong with you? dried marshmallows. Were you never a child? No, I was I'm a done. child. I loved Captain Crunch with crunch berries God, and waffle this. crisps and cookie crisps and fruity pebbles and fruit loops so and cardboard and pencil shavings and very small rocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got a lot of stuff uh, Jackie and I are going to do some uh, a series of videos called Second Impressions where we go back and look at some old classic video games like look, we're going to bust out some PS1 games that Whoa. she's never seen before and we're going to do some playthroughs of them where I kind of talk about the historical importance of them and she gives a this is my first impression of them ever uh, view at it so it's kind of two contrasting things like this is why this game was important in 97 and she'll say this is why this game sucks now or whatever it might be <laughs> can you please have her play the uh, the annoying stick what was that game the irritating the irritating stick, stick. Steven you're the only irritating stick we need um, and, <laughs> yeah uh, and so we got a lot of stuff so definitely follow us on all of our social media things like subscribe follow share super super important uh, plus we've uh, we had a little bit of a contest that was going on we're going to be uh, extending that a little bit if you go over to iTunes where our podcast is hosted some of you are even listening this from iTunes so it will just be a hop skip and a jump uh, if you will give us a rating and a review we love stars especially when they come in fives and write a little review for us if you do that before our next episode is recorded we're going to choose one of the people that has done that we're going to give you a little prize package some Nerd of God stash uh, including a Nerd of God cast t-shirt and some other cool little neat things so Please head on over to iTunes and do that. Do all the social media things. They really, really do help us out. And uh, you can also check us out on Patreon. That's how we pay the bills. Uh, So visit patreon.com. You can be one of our uh, patrons of the arts, and you can help sponsor all the things that we do. So I think we have all the business out of the way. Everybody feeling good about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
so so we're going to this we're going to church we got invited by a, a pastor friend of ours to be part of an event called the night of the guardians Ooh. and uh, i'll be speaking ministering the gospel and then afterwards they're going to have an afterglow featuring well well little old us uh, yeah so we're going to be doing some really really cool things this is kind of our first time really doing this in a way that we kind of know maybe what we're going to be doing. So we'll, it'll be cool. Steven and Nick are going to have some interactive science experiments. Science time. Yay. With Steven and Nick. Yeah, that's the right response. It's like, <laughs> they're Yay. sort of our Bunsen and Beaker <laughs> kind of what they are. Uh, Neff is going to do some interactive stuff. Uh, uh, he's going to do uh, some some games. Uh, I want you to do Extra Life, too, man. I think that'd be that's all, that's I'll one do of extra my favorites. Extra, extra Life. Uh, life uh, so we'll life, have a lot life, of fun. Life. We'll play some interactive games, and we'll just do some some really neat things. They're a great, great group of kids over there uh, at Epic Student Ministries, so we're looking forward to hanging out with them. And one of the cool things, we're going to be debuting some new Nerd of God stash gear uh, while we're there. And it's really, really fun. It's exciting for me. We're going to have a brand new t-shirt. Have you guys seen a new t-shirt? Nope. I, can I no. can I show it to you now? Yes, please. Yes. Oh, I didn't, it's the I didn't same really... shirt. It's just pink and black this time. <laughs> that, is, that is it. It's the same shirt. We're just changing color. We're going to have, by the time we're done, we're just going to have a, a cacophony of um, rainbow colored shirts. You, now, now don't, you don't have to describe it because it's going to be very difficult to describe, but just so you guys can see it, let people hear your it's reactions to it. But this will be our new Nerd of God cast shirt. Super nice, dope. I'm gonna need about four. Donald Trump's face. What a what a weird <laughs> concept. I don't know what shirt you're looking at. <laughs> but that's gonna be our new. Oh, shirt. you're looking at it upside down, Neff. Oh, it's Obama. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the direction of comedy that you're going with, there, man? Political <laughs> and I downward. Don't understand. <laughs> Uh, so we, we're going to have that. Uh, we're going to try to have some other cool things that we've been making. Uh, in fact, we were working late to um, to make some new Nerd of Godcast stickers. Yeah. Now, not only do we have stickers, um, as we've had before, with our different branding on it. So we got stickers that say Nerd of God Squad and whatnot. We also have some other interesting ones that are not necessarily Nerd of Godcast branded things. These are all going to be, by the time you hear this, these are all going to be up on our website available for sale. So you can pick them up uh, actually pretty inexpensively. Uh, some really, really cool things. We're going to be rolling out some new t-shirts also uh, over the next few months as well that are not just Nerd of Godcast branded shirts, logo shirts, uh, but just that are cool things that you can use to share with your friends, not only your nerddom, but also your faith in God. So one of our stickers, I did bring it in today, and I want to give it as a gift. Uh, this is our official Nerd of Godcast Neff News. It's so good. Somebody's yes. ears are bleeding now. <laughs> no, I... I was going I to snap you <laughs> last night, I Neff. I was so excited for this sticker. I think, and I think Tony was like, absolutely not. But I was going to snap you. So we will have. Can you turn it this way so I can take a We look? will have Neff News stickers available <laughs> yes. on our website. It's um, Fox News and it says fairly unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. Oh. So that oh. is yours. You can stick that wherever you feel appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get um, to keep it? It's yours. It's yours. It's yours, man. Thank I'm you. Name I'm him. so Thank excited. Thank you for, for bringing us the news. Put man. it on your mom's car. <laughs> your mom's name is also Neff. <laughs> One of the new things that we are uh, we are kind of sad to see go, but excited to see move forward is uh, we will no longer be having Neff News as a regular feature on our podcast simply because by the time we got the podcast edited and aired, uh, it was usually not news anymore. <laughs> it was usually kind of old news. So we are going to be pushing Neff on up 
to the YouTube dimension. Moving on up. Which is good because Neff pointed out, he's like, yeah, ever since we started Neff News, I've been doing uh, font jokes that no one's ever seen. So (laughs) now you'll be able to see the fonts. Uh, So Neff News will be uh, a visual. In three dimensions. A visual experience. We don't have that kind of budget now. In two dimensions. (laughs) We barely have that kind of budget now. In one and a half dimensions. Close your eyes and imagine that. Uh, So so Neff News, you will be seeing Neff News. So again, if you want all the latest up-to-date stuff please subscribe to us on youtube because that's where the magic happens uh so very good you guys feeling great tonight yes Yes. you know what tonight the time is if you check your watch i think that you'll all agree it's time for the best thing ever 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 best thing ever is back guys for season three i'm so pumped Woo! Woo! And uh, if you're not 100% familiar with what Best Thing Ever is, well, let me illuminate you. Best Thing Ever is a contest that we start each season. It's a bracket system that we bring up. And uh, the first time that we did Best Thing Ever, you guys remember what we did? We did Mecha versus Kaiju. Mecha versus Kaiju. Mm -hmm. So we had a whole list of all giant robots versus giant monsters. And uh, every single week we uh, put a poll out there on our social media that people could vote on which one they think would be the best. Whether it was who would win in a fight or just who was cooler. uh, That's not up to us to decide. That's up to you for the Nerd of God squad to decide. So we put it out there for you guys. Season two, we came back with non-superpowered superheroes. Yes. And then we uh, we went and even did a little bonus Nerd of God cast uh, special feature, which was our Disney villain best thing ever. We kind of all, oh, yeah. we did that all in one night. I don't think we aired that. We didn't release that. No, no that one wasn't released. We didn't release that? No, no we were going to do it as a bonus episode. We never put Ooh, it out there. It's the hidden gem. It's in the vault, you guys. It's exciting. <laughs> Patreon supporters. Patreon. <laughs> Maybe we'll release that as a Patreon exclusive. Uh, that was the night we did our Disney episode. And it went so long and so late that all of our guests we had left. Like, they left, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we gotta go." It's two a.m. Yeah, so we're just like, "Okay, well, we we'll have just, kids. We that still have this thing to done. do." <laughs> so uh, that's still out there. I guess that hopefully I can find that original footage. It hasn't been lost, but uh, uh, anyway, so we did that one uh, at least for us. But tonight we're going to be starting a brand new best thing ever, and uh, for season three. We're going to infinity and beyond with uh, the best thing ever that we're calling Space Ace. Uh, So what we're going to do is we've got 16 contestants. Uh, They're going to be facing off in a single elimination tournament over the next several weeks, uh, basically throughout this entire season. And every week we're going to give you two names. Uh, We'll post them on our social media and you get to pick which of those two are better. Again, whether they would win in a fight, whether they're superior in one way or another, whether they're, you know, this one's original, this one's derivative, uh, however you feel it. Use your own qualifications on which one you think is the best. Round one, our Space Ace edition of Best Thing Ever, we've got Malcolm Mal Reynolds from... Serenity and Firefly. Serenity and Firefly, depending on which order you you saw them in. She made me watch Serenity without telling me there was a show. (laughs) And then Lone Star from Spaceballs. Lone Star. Lone Star. What a... So uh, we got Mal Reynolds and Lone Star. Then we have from Alien, Ellen Ripley. Ooh. Played by the incomparable Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Uh, versus said Julianne Moore. Samus Aran from Metroid. Oh, that's oh, that's a oh, I'm excited that's for that week. Right? That needs to be like that's a fan good. film fight. What is a it? Bat in the Sun. Bat in the Sun. Make that happen. A fan film female fight. Yep. Keep going. A fan film furious female fatale fight. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. For fun. 
for That's you. it. That's all I got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Fantastic. Uh, then we go on to the next round, which will be this one. This one, to me, is where I get stuck hard. Han Solo mm. versus Captain James Tiberius Kirk. That was the toughest one that I had to do. That was, that was, that that was, was the toughest one. one. That's, gonna be a, that's, that's gonna the be second rough. roughest one for me. Uh, then <laughs> we've got Peter Star-Lord Quill Let's go. versus Jason Nesmith as... Uh, it, was, it was Tim Allen. I can't remember. Uh, Captain... Captain, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Captain, Galaxy Quest. I know it's Galaxy Quest, and I can't remember the name of the captain. Hold on, I can't remember. I'm not gonna get it. Not a million guesses. I'm gonna get. It. Am I gonna get it? No, it's Commander. He's Commander. a Commander. Commander. We need your help. hammer. You shall be avenged. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That's my favorite line of any movie ever. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not Cap- right. Cap- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love Guy. <laughs> uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was brilliant. Nice. That's his best role ever. It's <laughs> like it's like Guy from Galaxy Quest and then uh, Justin Hammer are like number one and number two. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Screw Moon, which is like one of his best Raven, roles. you know the Green Mile? No. No, not the Guy from Galaxy Quest is his peak. <laughs> Nothing will ever I be as good Galaxy as that. Quest, so. You need to watch Galaxy no. Quest. Moon, a hard character study, but where he had to play two roles. Yeah, Moon no, was good. Nothing compared to Guy from Galaxy Quest. Are you talking about Sam Rockwell? Yes. yes. Nothing compares to Sam Rockwell as Zaphod Beeblebrox. Oh, yeah. Oh! You're right. All right. It's a tie. For That's Guy and Zaphod. All right, anyway, he's not on there. It's Peter Quincy Taggart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was never going <laughs> to Commander Taggart. That. Never from, remember um, that. Peter. I remember Jason Nesmith. Peter. Peter. Uh, <laughs> you see the hat? I am Mr. Nesmith. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he do that in that movie? Because it's the same guy. Uh, oh. Coincidence? I think not. What movie are you talking about? Galaxy Quest and Toy Story. He played Buzz Lightyear oh, and Jason Nesmith. Yeah, but that's remember when in Toy Story, didn't he say, I, my name is Mrs. Mrs. Nesbitt? Because he's going crazy. Hey, you <laughs> see that? That was my favorite line of the entire movie. You that was my favorite line that? of that entire movie. You're that a little sister. You're a... <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. Both One day you're in the whole galaxy. <laughs> Next minute you're sucking down Darjeeling. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> They're losing it over Toy Story quotes. That's a brilliant movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like laughing hey. over Toy Story. Steven, that is the reddest I've ever seen. You. Guys, he's like. He's like what red, like a, dude? like a granny, like oh, an apple. <laughs> apple. Oh, that's not right. Okay, oh. can I, with your permission, can I continue best thing ever? <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Round <Hello>? five. <laughs> Round five, we've got Star Fox from Star Fox versus Kara Starbuck Thrace from Battlestar Galactica. I knew you were going to throw in Battlestar Galactica. Dude, Battlestar Galactica is so good, dude. Can I borrow your series? You can't beat Battlestar Galactica. You can't beat Battlestar Galactica with a bear. What about a bear holding a beat? Watching Riding the Battlestar Galactica. Bears (laughs) beats Battlestar Galactica. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to have to paint that one day. Commander Shepard 
from Mass Effect Ooh. versus Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation. Make it so. Engage. Flash Gordon from Flash Gordon versus Flash. Buck Rogers from Buck Rogers. Ah, Flash Gordon's the best. <laughs> Savior of the universe. The I want to see the, the governor. titular heroes there. And then in our final round, we have Space Ghost from Ooh. Space Ghost versus Buzz Lightyear from Toy Buzz, Story. Buzz, 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 Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Wait, why couldn't we get Duck Dodgers instead of Buck Rogers? Because Buck Rogers is the original. Yeah, Without Buck Rogers, there's no Flash Gordon. Nobody can fight. You can't fight against a duck. If you beat the duck, you don't get any points because you beat a duck. <laughs> and if you get beat by the duck, you lose all cool points because you got beat by a duck. Is it a blue duck? I've never seen a blue duck. All right, so that is our best thing ever. You can go ahead and vote uh, for your winner. We'll have it posted live at this time. I lost my phone. It's okay. I guess it's not terribly important. I'm just going to kick it over there by Neff's foot. Don't pick it up. Do not pick up my phone with your foot. I'll get it. My goodness. I was going to get it for you, Tony. No, it's okay. I it's, am the modern man. <laughs> Domo origato, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Kilroy. It's Kilroy. <laughs> I'm Kilroy. That's what I thought. Uh, so, again, uh, check out challenge.com backslash BTE3 and vote on our social media platforms. And that's how you can help us decide who is the best thing ever. Ever. So, uh, so I just got back. I was on a road trip, you guys. And I don't usually leave this general vicinity. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of wear out the uh, the four minute r ride from my house to the church uh, pretty regularly, but uh, we actually left the state, and then we went through a lot of states. Uh, my my wife and my son and I got to visit the Garden State of New Jersey. Hey, mm. yeah, I don't know if A is the right reaction when you get to visit New Jersey. Uh, I've spent a total of five minutes in New Jersey in my entire life. How is that possible? My bro when I was ten, my brother got married. My brother got married and like. A, play, a small town called Upper Black Eddy, Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, super small town. So he went up for his wedding, and the nearest gas station to his fiance's house was in Jersey. Mm. So he had to go over this little bridge, go into Jersey, got gas, and then left. Oh, that my, was uh, my fault for asking. I never said it was interesting. I just <laughs> it happened. Yeah, so we went to we went to New Jersey for a wedding. Uh, the lovely Tory line is now the lovely Tory Jones. Uh, hey, she is. She got married. So uh, several of us were invited. Uh, EJ, I guess you weren't. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's all good. So okay, I, was I invited, wasn't a part of the nodcast. I, I couldn't you know, go. The crew back then. So. Was not able to. So we uh, we we all kind of everybody kind of flew up there. Neff flew. Uh, Neff flew up. Jessica happened to be up there already, which is weird. Uh, and then you know our friend Sonny and of course Jackie. They they flew up as well. They were in the wedding as bridesmaids. So my wife and I we decided, well, we can fly up. But if you really want to do this right, you got to drive up. You got to full on Griswold this thing. Holiday road. One hundred percent. So my everything minus Christy Brinkley, we decided to get in the car <laughs> and uh, and do the Griswold thing at the, in the old family roadster. And so I have a question. Yeah. During that road trip, uh -huh. were there any like legitimate National Lampoon vacation moments that you experienced? Good question, Stephen. We were driving through Virginia, and this is the second day on the road. And uh, there was a theme park that every time my dad, we used to always do road trips with my, my dad when we were a kid because that was what he liked to do was drive. So we ended up driving through Virginia and I saw the signs for this theme park called King's Dominion. And I remember stopping there like a lot when we would go on family vacations. Like we would always stop there. Even if we just go spend a few hours there, we'd always stop at King's Dominion. 
so I told Christian, I said, there's a theme park. My, my son, I said, there's a theme park. This exit, he's, he couldn't see it through the trees. And he's like, no, there's not. There's no theme parks up there. Totally is. Totally is. So we actually pulled off the road, and I was going to take him to King's Dominion. And we got up there, and sure enough, big sign out in the front. Sorry, folks, park's closed. I'm like, what? Was there, there a moose? There was no moose. Oh. But I did have to jump out and take my uh, obligatory, like, what the what picture. Uh, I, I guess we're spoiled living in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we have we theme have, parks here that yeah, are open every time. single yeah, day. Because yeah. we have no seasons. But, yes. Uh, that's, which <laughs> is true. Uh, but I guess in other parts of the country, in the not in the off season, there's no need for those parks to be open because mm-hmm. it would cost yeah. more than it would make. So sure enough, that park was was closed, which was, that was that was probably the closest actual Griswold moment uh, that, that we had. You didn't? Tie your grandma's dog to the roof of the car. Should they, they, the they tie the it was to the back of the car? Oh, they actually the car. they put grandma, grandma on the roof they put of the car. Ed, Ed, you know and Edna <laughs> on the roof of the car. But it was really cool. We got to go and do a lot of things. We turned it into a kind of a family vacation. We went to uh, Philadelphia and got to dig all that kind of stuff. And while we were in Philadelphia, we ended up hooking up with Neff, who was up there as well. Yeah. So Neff rode down and hung out with us, and we that's cool. Jumped in the rental car. And checked out the whole city, man. How how many cheesesteaks did we eat that day? Now? Three, three cheesesteaks in in a short afternoon. Yes, uh, and and oh, 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 I can't. Oh, Reading Terminal Market, which I, is the most beautiful thing. So listen, I want you guys to imagine a building that has an entire floor that's a giant food court of the best food you've ever seen in your okay. life. Okay, I'm I'm sold. Listen, it was such a beautiful thing, and and I have a friend um, who grew up across you know the river from mm-hmm. from Philadelphia in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and she said you got to go to this place. This is what's up, and this place was like vegetable market, meat market. I mean, more more uncooked bacon than I've ever seen wow. in my entire <laughs> life. I, I saw in this place. I mean, just big corners of just Italian food, beef jerky, beef jerky. Like you wouldn't even believe, like like you read about Chinese, Korean, J- Japanese. Uh, they had all this like farm fresh stuff. They like Neff went and got some like grain fed uh, milk. It was like no pro. Like I don't even know how. What yeah. was it? True I saw Am- Amish. You, I did. I, did you snap about it? You I drank did. it. And he you got a snapped. little jug yes. of milk. Yep. We got these donuts, which were by far the Ooh. greatest donuts I've ever had so in my entire. And they make them right there. You can watch them make them. They roll the things out. They they have this little roller thing that puts the holes in it, and then they drop it in the thing and they fry it up and then mm. they just they they. Put it on a little nozzle and just fill it with magic. Yes, so good. Do they sprinkle it with dew. All right, we need to take a field trip <laughs> for real. Yes. for real. A take the show on the road. I pay more I, money. A knock trip to, to Philly and DC. So Neff, when when Neff went up there, uh, I, I don't know where the information got twisted, Neff, but you ended up flying into the wrong city. Like well, I, I flew into the right city. Where did you fly into? Uh, Trenton Mercer Airport. Okay, that's not the right city. No, <laughs> I thought you were supposed to go to Philly. I I did go to Philly. No, but you didn't, to land you didn't in fly Philly. to Philly. No, I did not. <laughs> so so Neff got up there, and and now where we where this wedding was was kind of at the halfway point between Atlantic City and Philadelphia. So either of those airports would have been great. Trenton, not so great. But an hour away from the wedding. <laughs> Whoa. But Neff wasn't super worried about it because he was just going to rent a car and and hang out and and do the whole thing until. <laughs> I didn't know they needed a credit card to rent a car. So all I had was cash and debit. And they would accept neither. So now Neff is an hour away from where all the action's happening and all the people are. And he ain't got no way to get to where the people are. I want to be where the people are. (laughs) So my man Neff uh, takes an Uber. Yes. Neff learned a lot of lessons about about travel. It wouldn't have been a problem if Neff was able to get a rental car. 
Yeah, or, I mean, it or if been I had a... been able to split costs with somebody. Ooh. Oh yeah. What was the What was the oh, Uber oh, from the oh, from the airport? Nick, was, a, Nick, you let him down. That was a harsh glance. Yeah, Nick. Where were you, Nick? Steve-o. Dang it, Sadler. 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 Nick. Sadler. I was watching a house. Sadler's our Uber driver. He's our <laughs> on staff. I said, Nod Uber. I, I told Nick he's watching my house. So, so regardless of whose fault it was, and it was Steven, my fault. That, that Steven <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed Steven's to fault. go. I wasn't able to get a time off of work because somebody at my two people at my job had to take a vacation because their daughter slash sister were gonna were getting married. You know, I'm gonna reserve my comments on your uh, occupational. No, you can go dilemmas. Ahead. Nobody, nobody that listens to this show works at my job anymore. <laughs> uh, quit your job. So um, <laughs> I second it. So 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 Neff Neff meets us down in the city, and we had a great time, dude, riding around. It was awesome. It was really. It was just one of the more fun days that I've ever had. Oh yeah, that's cool. And uh, it was really really fun. I'm and glad I got to. I got, I'm glad I got to spend it with you guys because doing it alone would have been much worse. Oh yeah, no, but we had a lot of laughs, dude. And and like those. Did you have some of those pretzels? I did. I had, I had a pretzel dog. Holy crap. It was hat, man. the greatest like, You got this anything. Amish girl back by. I, I know this is Nerd Christ podcast, and we're talking about food. Uh, this is our oh, okay. I'm okay with that. Nothing has changed. We're gonna do a, I am okay with that. We're doing a spinoff show. It's food gonna, is my gonna fandom. It's going to be like the food of yes. Godcast. Um, so the we, nom of Godcast. So we're going <laughs> to. This is a snack time addendum. This lady, this Amish lady is rolling out this dough on this countertop, and she's rolling. And she doesn't take just, like, little hot dogs or whatever. She takes big old giant sausages that they, like, are making the sausages there. Yes, Puts Lord. it in there, rolls this thing up. They're baking it. It's it's like uh, mine eyes have seen the glory. It's just one. Praise him. <laughs> Praise him. Um, so the next day we go to the wedding. We do Tori's wedding. It was a great time. Um just we were blessed to be there. Uh, I fun. officiated the wedding, so that was a, a tremendous honor to be able to be part of their special. Jackie day. was a bridesmaid. Jackie and Sonny was a bridesmaid, yeah. so that was a, a, a lot of fun for us to do. I got to sneak in some cool nerd references into their vows. I heard. So I heard good. it was awesome. Wait, 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 so wait, wait, I wasn't was there. So yes. So you have to, you have to tell awesome. tell um, me and Nick what was said. Uh, it, it's not important what was said. I threw threw a peppered a little Star Wars lines into it. Um, uh, I basically at when they um, when they exchanged rings, oh. I had her, I had him and her say say this to each other: uh, Victoria Noel line, I choose you. You know, oh, so a little Pokemon cool. deal, uh, some Lord of the Rings stuff in their vows. Oh, I would rather face one life with Elvin, you. Though? No, but she had this cool like headpiece that she yes. wore that was an Elvis Elvis Elvis. She wore she wore an Elvis hunk, hunk, wig. Hunk. No, she wore shaped like peanut butter and banana. That's all picture. It had like the ears and everything. It had That's the ears. Cool. The Elvis ears. It, it didn't have the, the, it didn't have the ears on it, but it kind of like went over her ears. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's the actual cool. piece was Arwen's headpiece. Oh, okay. gotcha. It was yeah. a lightly, really, I, I guess a friend of hers made it or whatever. It was really It was a lightly really, Elvis-themed really cool. wedding. <laughs> you should have seen Ben's outfit. <laughs> Lots of glitter. White and blue suede shoes. Jumpsuit. <laughs> really, really nice. Huge belt buckle. Huge belt buckle. <laughs> uh, no, but it was really, really great, a great time. So we, got, we, we just had a, a blast hanging out with them on that big day. That being said, it was a really, really good time. We spent, send blessings to, uh, to Tori and Ben yes. and, uh, they actually came on a honeymoon to Orlando, Florida. So they did on our way back, they were already here and we caught up with them. Uh, they came to church with us on Sunday and I took them back to the airport before I did. I asked them to film a video for us. So you can find that on our oh, cool. YouTube page right now. What? Uh, they did a video talking about, it was, it's our first high five video. Our five favorite Couples, romantic couples in uh, Nerdland. So uh, they shared that up there, and you can see that right now on the YouTubes. So check them out and uh, like and subscribe. Um, 
Speaking of couples, we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about some romance stuff today, if you guys will indulge me. Um, you guys have heard of the, these couples, celebrity couples, they get together, and uh, what's the first thing that the paparazzi, what's the first thing that the that, that media does when you have a, a guy and a gal get together? Nicknames. They do the nicknames, exactly. Benifer. So you have Benifer. Brangelina. Uh, oh, that was Ben and Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, or Jennifer Carter. I know, Garner. Garner. Garner, Garner you know. Not uh, anymore. Ele- Bad Electra. Um, so, Ghibli. And then you have, uh, you, what did you say? Brangelina. Brangelina, which yeah. is Brad Angelina, or Tomcat, which was- Neither of them, are, none, oh, none of those- Oh, Tom, Tom Cruise and- uh, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Katie Holmes, very, very good. So, uh, <laughs> AKA Crazy Tom. So, jump, jumping up on jumping the couch. Jumping up control uh, he's, Crazy Tom. He's still maverick to me. Uh, he's got the need. Need for speed. So we're going to play a game called Couple Name Pending. And, couple uh, Therapy. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys the, the couple, the celebrity couple name, the name mashup for a fictional couple, a nerdy franchise couple. Uh, could be a real couple, could be a couple that I just made up, but they will be from the same franchise, so we're not going to get anything crossed up. Uh, I'm going to give you the name first. If you know, go ahead and ring in on your buzzer, just like that. Uh, you don't have to ring in just yet, but that's what it's going to sound like. So for everybody has their own buzzers ready and working. Um, I will give you the name of the couple. If nobody gets it, I will give you the genre from which the the couple exists. And uh, if you still can't get it, I will give you the specific name of whatever they are from. For instance, our first one would be Jiggly Chew. Steve-O. That was Jessica. Oh, sorry, Jessica. Jigglypuff and Pikachu. Jigglypuff and Pikachu. Oh, so they're not romantic couples. That, well, some of them, some of them are, some of them aren't. I mean, I, I want to see the Pokemon that comes out of that. Uh, uh. Yeah. yeah. So they're know. mostly romantic couples, okay. but not always. Not always. I figured Jigglypuff was so, Jigglypuff Pikachu, but I was. Oh, it was going to be Pikapuff or Jigglypuff. I wasn't 100 percent sure. <laughs> well, I like Pikapuff. Pikapuff. Those both sound like Pika- cotton candy bubble gum. I know. <laughs> it's like I don't know what it is, but it tastes fruity. It's a new so, uh, again, if you didn't get that right, I would have said it is from a video game and cartoon. If you didn't get that right, I would have said it's from Pokemon. So just just so you guys can understand the, okay. the breakdown. Okay, so now that was our test round. Uh, Jessica, will you keep score for sure. everybody? Because you have a, a pen and pad in front of you As right always. now. And uh, here we go. Question number one. This couple is called Zinc. Steven. Zelda and Link. Zelda and Link oh, is correct. Nice. So since you got it first, you get three points without, needing, without needing the clues. Okay. Second one, Pick Crusher. I got Steven. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard and uh, Beverly Crusher. Jean-Luc Picard and Beverly Crusher from <laughs> This is Star a Trek long buzzer it sound. <laughs> hit, it, hit it again. <laughs> Man. It doesn't matter if it's long. It just matters where it starts. Yeah. Um, all right. This couple's name is Pony. Pepper Potts and Tony Stark. Can you see my... No, I cannot. Are you cheating me? <laughs> I promise you I'm not. I feel like you are a little bit. It is Pepper Potts and Tony Stark from Iron Man. So Steven is up 9 to 0 to 0 to 0 to 0. Uh, I might have to change my scoring thing. I don't think it's fair. Um, all right. Leanne. Leanne. From a science fiction film. Leia and Han. It is Leia uh, and Han. Ooh. Very good. So two I was points like, that's for a Jessica. name. Like, that's an actual name. I know. Yeah. All right. Next one up is Clovis. I, I got, I got uh, Nick Jessica. on that one first. 
Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Very good. Here we go on some tricky ones. They're going to get a little harder, guys. Irie. Irie. Everything be right. <laughs> Irie. Irie. Come on, Irie. Irie. Iris West and Barry Allen. Got Iris it. and Barry. Iris Dang. and Barry. Very good. I was Very thinking, nice. I was trying to think of Iris. I'm like, as soon as I you rang in, I was thinking Iris West. Jolie. St. Nicholas. Jolie. Jolie. <laughs> Jolie St. Nicholas, that's funny. I'm holy Jolie Christmas. <laughs> uh, Jolie. I'll give you the genre. Comic books. Cartoon. Lots of things that become cartoons. Jolie. Joker and Harley Quinn? Joker and Harley. Nice. Mega Muss. Mega Muss. Megatron and Optimus Prime? Megatron and Optimus Prime. <laughs> Normally I'm not trying to. Uh, <laughs> To ship two dudes, but you can tell there's some tension there. <laughs> I'm sure if they can transform, well, never jiggly mind. <laughs> uh, I confirmed with my son that a Pikachu can be a female. Yes. Get a jiggly pump, so. You know, plus or minus. Um, those are Pokemans, right? Yes. All right, Steggy. Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. Thank Finally. you, Tumblr. You guys are doing really good at this. Cyclenix. I got Jess. Mm, Cyclops and Phoenix. Cyclops and Phoenix. <laughs> Alright, I thought these were going to be Ooh. harder. You guys are doing really good. Eevee. Wally and Eevee? Wally and Eevee. Oh. Oh that's Eevee. A, that's yes. a Pokemon. I was like, Eevee and Eevee? Eevee. Alright. I'm like... <laughs> Brendan Fraser's character from the Mummy. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, Aerith and Sephiroth. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I could. I. A, I rang in before. Yes. I, Made I, up I, relationship. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> I know. I rang. Hey, There's two people in the same same thing. Sarah. I'm I, not Japanese, so she's not Aerith to me. <laughs> I just. I, I, Funny, she doesn't look here. I rang in. <laughs> <laughs> I rang in before I had an answer. All right, all right. Genre, musical, film. It's a movie, but it's a musical. Remember, they're all still kind of nerdy or fantasy or you know, the things that we talk about. Labyrinth. Jareth and... Is her name Sarah? Sarah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just felt One bad because I could I could have remembered. Uh, Never seen that movie. Jared, yeah. the really? Goblin King. Go see it David now. Bowie. I've seen that movie. I saw so that. I've seen the movie good. so much when I was a kid, but I blanked on his name. It's got yeah. Jennifer Connelly in it, who's like my my celebrity crush. But she's besides Idris Elba. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say she's my first. Sister. All right, <laughs> next one, Nelba. Nelba. Nefandages Elba. I ship Edris. it. I ship it. Uh, Edref. Gotta <laughs> stop. Freela. 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 Frodrick. Frodrick. Um, 
from an animated series? Uh, Fry and uh, Lola, Layla, Fry and Layla. Uh, you sure? Yes. Neff? Fry and Leela. Fry yeah. and Leela. I haven't watched Futurama. He, he did in just so say Freela. <laughs> and... All right, here we go. Next one. You rock. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you rock. Or I guess technically Urok. Urok. Urushak. Jessica. Spock and Uhura. Spock and Uhura. Oh. Is nice. it Star Polo? Star Polo. If you're not gonna, if you don't know it now, you might not get it. Sci-fi TV show. Okay. Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, I ain't gonna get this. Dead, no, oh, you're the only one that's seen Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Star Lord and Apollo Creed. I'm just gonna throw. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next Creed now, sequel. Now you got a stew going. <laughs> uh, no, Apollo and Starbuck. That means zero to me, right? Sure. Now. A shame. Should that be part of the series? <laughs> All right, um, Ripleyan, Stephen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Neff. Uh, Ellen Ripley and the Alien. Ellen and oh. Ripley and the Alien. Oh, See, I went Ellen Ripley. I'm like, from Alien, she wasn't involved with anybody. Yeah. From Alien. <laughs> and that's, what, that's what I thought. But I, I forgot like, about her. Either Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. All right. Ugh. Poor Amanda. Katnita. <laughs> I think that was Nick. His uh, just takes nine years. I got go. Jessica. Katniss and Peta. Katniss and Peta. Katniss. I can't do it the other way because it's dirty. Kale? <laughs> Don't. Kale? Don't think too much about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Claris. 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 Or Clarith, depending on where you're reading it from. <laughs> Steven. Cloud and Eris. Cloud and Eris. Very good. Martifer. Marty McFly and Jennifer Parker. I didn't call on you. Raise <laughs> <laughs> your hand. Wait your turn. This my sound is the time circuits. Thane. I don't know why I keep bringing it in when I don't know the answer. Thane. Oh, oh. Uh, oh no, I just no. I'm, I'm still I'm still answering. I just got to make. You something just said up. you don't know the answer. Yeah, but I can still <laughs> that answer. That means that you're done. That comment. <laughs> Jessica. Bane and Thalia Ghul. Oh, very good, but no. Talia. Talia. It's spelled Talia. Good answer. It's Talia. It's pronounced Talia. Thane. The thalamus gland and a vein. Very good. <laughs> Two points for net. No. That's <laughs> you want to guess? Hold on, wait, wait. I, mean, I can give you the genre. Hold on, wait. Comic wait. book. Thor and Jane. Uh, Jane. Jane Foster. Jane, Jane Foster. Goodall, thank Jane, you. Jane I felt, Goodall. I was, yes. I, well, I was gonna say Jane Parker because I was <laughs> Monkey. Like, that's not it. Thor Jade. <laughs> yeah, but you already rang in unsuccessfully. So on the first one, man. On I was that like one, Thanos and Death, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's Thane. Um, <laughs> and Death's name is actually Jane. Home Stars of Pan. Really? <laughs> Home Depot and Marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I know where it's from. Home Stars of Pan. It's Home Star Runner and Marzipan. Oh, <laughs> so I have Marzipan, right? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, 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 I got the Home Star. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. What is that? What is that? What are you talking? Home Star Runner. 
Homestar <gasps> wanna. He may be a bit too young. Oh, strong it's what we did on strong the internet back. before YouTube was invented. Yes, yeah. no. Homestarrunner.com. <laughs> Homestarwanna.net. It's dot com. Homestarwanna.net. It's dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Homestar Strong Runner was a emails. website where they had all these these cool little cartoon characters, and they would like do flash animation. all these little animated yeah. cartoons, and they even had like, they had a character named Strong Bad who was like a, a little luchador, little luchador and he would answer emails that people would send in. Here we go, I got an email. Is HomestarRunner.com still I on? I think that. it is. I think it is. It's, they it's had, all flash based, so I don't think uh, you can get on it. That's where iPhone. we get Trogdor. <laughs> and it's appropriate for kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't yeah, inappropriate. There was nothing dirty on there. There's a couple like like probably adult jokes, but not like adult themed jokes. Yeah, nothing so, like animaniacs type deal. Very, very much so along those lines. Uh, but they uh like uh and they would do like small like they had like Strong Bad had like a comic series that he would do with like was it with the cheerleaders? I just remember the the ugly one. It's the only thing I remember. <laughs> and then all these cheerleaders and every the ugly one. All right, last one, Scolder. Oh, Mulder and Scully. Mulder and Scully. So I knew that one. Adding up the scores, it looks like Stephen is in third place. What? No, Jessica is in second the place. Read the scores, there, and uh, EJ wins. Yeah. Non-participation. <laughs> we were doing golf rules. <laughs> hey man, Six, I was trying. Eight, man. Fifteen and twenty-three. Twenty-three. Great Four, job, Steve. Fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three. Some snaps. No, I meant Snapchat him. I can't snap with my right hand. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. I can snap with my left. I'm all right. So so we're talking about these couples. We're talking Make about, you know, Ben and Tori got married, mm -hmm. and, and we all, you know, we traveled across the country for that, and all these, you know, celebrity fictitious couples. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about marriage. Let's talk about dating. Let's talk about the, the love. Uh, when when springtime comes upon us and a young man's fancy turns to that of romance. Why do birds suddenly... Just like me, <laughs> they long to be. Always do you. Um. Oh. <laughs> I can't hit that note. We go, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Tiptoe through the window, by the window. That's where I'll be. Tiptoe through the tulips with me. So love, love, true love. love. Well, tell me about love. What is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw it happening in slow motion. As soon as the words came out of my mouth, I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> EJ, love, love. Um, love is patient. Well, yeah, love is a many splendor thing. All you need love. is love. Just have a love, love. All you need is love. Love is a mysterious All thing. I think it's just it's, it's, it's a thing. I don't know. It's a thing that helps you get past, I guess, little qualms or issues or or things that might keep you from liking a person or caring about a person. Love is that thing that breaks through all of that. And uh, I don't know whether it's relationships, friendships, family. That's what I, I think love is. So love is what keeps us together. Yes. It's the jelly in our roll. Amen. Right on, Jessica. What do you think about love? I am not an emotional person. <laughs> I was not prepared is, okay, for this. So is love an emotion? Well, yeah. It's also brain chemistry, but it's emotion. 
She's so I watch a lot of bones. It's she's just so a group of neurons so firing off in your head. Um, so what? What if it's an emotion? If it's neurons firing off in your head, what is it that that compels us to love? What is it that that makes it such an important thing for people? In your opinion, it's the glue that keeps people together. That's all I know. Have you ever been in love before? Yeah. Steven? Is it the same question to me, or do I, you want to know what love is? What is love? <clears throat> love lifts us up where we belong. Um, love, I mean, the one of the greatest definitions of love that I've always heard is that you, love is when you just put somebody else before yourself. Yeah. So when you love somebody, it's not just about, like, what you want. It's like, I want that, I want that person to just be everything. Uh, whether that is, that, I mean, that's to me that's more romantic love. But same thing, like, and like when we love God, God is above everything, and that is like the that love from God is mirrored in us. So like when we love other people, whether it be romantically or friendships, or like a, a mentorship or kids or parents, it's it's you're showing what how how God feels about us to other people. Okay, well, we'll let's talk about let, let, let's talk about specifically romantic love because yeah, there's like there's that filios love, you know, there and there's that agape love, yeah. but but I'm talking, you know, when a man loves a woman, I mean, I'm talking like romantic love. Yeah. Um, that's a different thing because I mean, yeah, you know, I I love you guys, but I love you guys in a very different way than I love my wife. Thank you. Um, Thank yes, you. Uh, you know, <laughs> and and not not even bordering on the on inappropriate talk or anything like that. Just when when we come together, I mean, was the, what was the first thing when God made the world? All he, he hey, here's duckies and bunnies and clouds in the sky and and water and it's all good. It's good. It's good. It's good. But the first thing that was ever not good was he said it's not good for man to be alone. Um, and if you if you ever need to know the goodness of love, think about the absence of love, that feeling of loneliness. I mean, have you ever felt that before? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's a rough feeling. But last night when we were putting some of our merchandise together for this weekend, um, I, I put on my 1960s playlist and I was telling telling these guys, I'm like, yeah, I remember when I was when I'm in middle school and in middle school, every emotion is turned up to 11. You know, like when you, when you have a crush on someone, it's like <gasps> the, everything you just hang on every thought, you know, every word, every touch. And uh, I remember those songs would just kind of get you through those, you know, when a man loves or, or you can't hurry love. No, you just have to wait. And all these different songs, right? I love yeah. that song. And, uh, you know, the different ones that kind of perfectly describe the, the story of either that feeling of love, that exuberance, or the loneliness when, when you, you know, love is Ill- evasive and elusive. Um, it's, it's, always, it's always fun for me to look back like, on my like first relationships and like relationships I had like in high school when I was a teenager, it's like what I thought love was at the time yeah. or what I thought I was in love just because that was the most that I had ever felt at that time. So when you go back and you're like, you know, I was actually in love. And then when I go back and look at what I thought I was in love, like you can, when you know something, it's different from when you think something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's true. When, and, and we have these, I mean, we obviously share kind of a passion for these fictional universes, you know, and the, the, the comic books and, and games and things like that. Let, let, look at look at some examples of love. Neff actually brought with him something in anticipation of our conversation today. And this is the Superman The Wedding Album, number one, December 1996. Um, did you also, read this, Neff? I did. Tell me about the, the love of a boy named Clark and his girl named Lois. Well, I guess at this point in the storyline, uh, there's, <laughs> there's 60 
plus year relationship at this point <laughs> when this book came out. Uh, they were going through a rough patch and like they had separated for a bit. And, so let's get married because that makes everything well, better. Well, and then he, he like they got they. Lois was. Is this post to, him dying? Yes. Okay. I mean, he still has a ponytail. Oh, he's got a ponytail. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Super mullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although at the end of it, he cuts it off. Right Spoiler on. Spoiler alert. It's really right awesome. <laughs> I, I, Spoiler I'm alert. Welcome sure. back, Superman. We can respect. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Coming out of the trailer. <laughs> so what is it? What is it about? And anybody can jump in on this because I'm sure you're all familiar with uh, the Clark Kent Lois Lane. I mean, what what is it about their story? What is it about them together? And and, and where have they worked as a couple the best? I mean. Uh, there, there's been so many different incarnations of Lois and Clark. Uh, where do you say, yeah, that's 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 where they they click? I mean, Dean did Kane you guys Terry Hatcher? Did you believe the uh, Henry Cavill and Amy Adams at times, but not nah. really? And I'm sorry, I can't stand Margot Kidder, so I don't, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like Superman and Lois Lane really. Like I, like, I get it. I just, it's never really captured. Like I've never really got caught feels about it. And, and originally, I mean, they were. She was more like it was. There was almost like a foil relationship where he was constantly rescuing her. But then, she, how come I've never seen you and Superman in the same place? And he, he's, you know, trying to turn to the camera and winks. You know, he's outsmarting her uh, before they developed it into a, a real romantic relationship. Um, I think Lois and Clark was kind of built on the romance. That was the cornerstone of the story that they had there. And, and all the other Superman stories, it just kind of seems shoehorned in yeah. a little bit. Like, I'm going to rescue her. And mm. um, I just started playing Injustice 2. I, I picked it up today. Oh, um, oh nice. I yeah. forgot that it came out. Today. And uh, the storyline of the Injustice game was that Joker ended up tricking Superman, poisoning Superman somehow, and tricking him into killing Lois, which uh, caused Superman to snap. And he just decided to become... Well, pregnant Lois. Pregnant Lois, indeed. Uh, so it, it caused Superman to snap, and he became the dictator of the world. We're going to kill all the criminals and stop crime before it happens. Uh, pushes him over the edge. So, you, I mean, that might be, like, the a very deep portrayal of their love. Like, when you, you see somebody that you feel so compelled to protect, what? and then you fail to protect them. Well, I mean, that in comics, even, uh, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, which... I gotta, this is one part, it's real quick, it's not even like a spoiler, but like... Because I'm reading it, that's why you're reading yeah. it. Yeah, because we're all, we're all, oh, you're reading it right now. Yes, well, I'm it's like a 30 or 40 year old. It's not 40 years old. You need to get a, you need to get a quick <laughs> grip on how old you think these comics are, pal. <laughs> Isn't it from the late 80s? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Earth 2 uh, Superman, who's like the older Superman. Yeah, right here Superman. His, his universe kind of like goes in remission, and so he doesn't have Lois Lane anymore. And you see him kind of like lose his 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 stuff. Like he just goes crazy. He's like, I have to tear the universe apart again so I could be with Lois again. And it's like this dude. Yeah, I'm not there depends. yet. <laughs> he depends so much on his relationship with her that he's willing to like destroy one entire universe and world just to be with her again. Man, wow. you know, and they say Batman is screwed up. <laughs> I mean, what is this yeah, guy? I mean, wild. he's got some issues. Like, I lost my parents already, you know, when my planet blew up, so I can't lose. Like, he, Superman has some mommy issues. Yeah, and they do that a lot in DC, too, because Green Lantern wanted to do that, too. And, um, it's crazy. The, what was that one you lent me? I can't remember the name Zero of it. Zero Hour. Yeah, Zero you know what happens when, when one of Batman's love interests dies? He moves on. Yeah, he keeps moving Because he's on. the Batman. Yes, but Batman... He Batman, jumps in his Lamborghini Batman and does what he has to do. Batman was born from death, so he's used to it. <laughs> My goodness. If you lose your parents... 
pretty sure that you could you could take the death of a loved one too when you're ten. That's what happened. Well, all right. <laughs> so who's a who's a comic book character, a comic book couple that that does work? Comic book specifically? Well, I mean, so the, to, uh, by basis of comparison, I don't know that we're going to necessarily compare Lois and Clark to Romeo and Juliet, uh, which is a terrible couple, actually. Now that yeah. I mention it, they're pretty uh, yeah. bad. A couple okay. teenagers that like, let's just kill ourselves. Okay, you guys, <laughs> let's pretend to kill ourselves. Oh, sweet apothecary and medicine. <laughs> Peter Parker, and Mary Jane. Peter Parker and Mary Jane, not Peter Parker and Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Uh, depends on the Gwen Stacy. I like I like the Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy relationship in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I liked the chemistry between uh, Emma Stone and uh, what's his name? Who's Andrew, named Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Uh, One of my favorite moments in the in those movies, I, I, it wasn't even a scripted moment, it was just a great moment of either acting or directing, was when they meet each other in the hallway and he kind of stammers out like a we should go out sort of thing and she kind of stammers back like, oh yeah, uh, okay. And they kind of have that first official, like, I like you, do you like me? And uh, when she's like, well, I got to go. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you should get going. And, like, she walks away, and he just sort of, like, sort of jumps in place and just sort of, like, runs. Like, there, you can <laughs> tell that energy, that nervous energy that's in him, and he just sort of runs. That was one of the greatest depictions of, like, the fun and the excitement and the terror, terror that comes with that moment of, like, having to act on love. Yeah. Love is one of those things that, like, it's a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. But until it becomes an action... Uh, I don't think it really fully materializes in, into what it is. And, and and how does Clark, how does Superman show his love for Lois? By rescuing her, you know, before... By destroying the world <laughs> to get to her. And that's that's weird and that's kind of unbalanced, you know? And, 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 and we talk about all these different relationships, but uh, I love that moment when you, since you mentioned that, Stephen, where, like, the real humanity of, of that... Um, and go in Marvel Cinematic Universe because they have done so many good things. I love the romance between Pepper Potts and Tony Stark because the dynamic between the two of them. I mean, you you've seen these these movies. Uh, She's very independent, and he he needs that. And he but and he, but he and he's very dependent, mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to be. But she knows how to kind of counter his. I need to be in charge of myself, but I also need someone to to help me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really great portrayal. I love the way that that relationship evolves from part one to part two, even in a part three. Uh, dude, one of the most heartbreaking moments, in my oh. opinion, in Avengers. Oh, Avengers or Civil War? Avengers. Oh. I thought you were did, I, did I stutter? No, I thought you were meant because that's like Avengers, unofficial Avengers 3. Avengers, when he calls her and she's on the plane and she misses oh, his Oh, yeah. Calls. Sorry, I Powerful forgot about moment, that. Man. I thought you, I'm sorry. To mentioning it I, know, I know. Keep keep telling me why you were wrong. <laughs> so what else? Penny and Desmond from Lost. That's a big thing for you. Yes. Tell, unpack that for people who have not watched Lost or who, for like me, it's been forever and you've forgotten. Okay, the quick version of this because there's a lot of backstory to it. Uh, Penny and Desmond are people on the show. Lost Desmond is not somebody who crashed. He crashed on the island, but not with the plane with everybody else. He was already on the island, crashed on a boat. Uh, and Penelope or Penny was his uh, girlfriend uh, from back home. Uh, long story short, he leaves to go on a sailing race around the world to prove his worthiness to her father so that way he can marry Penny. But in order to do so, he has to basically leave Penny and break up with her so that way she won't be holding him back so he can prove his worth. But he's, So to get her, he has to leave her. Yes. Mm. Uh, 
And there's more in-depth reasons why. And I don't her, her sp- father obviously didn't have his best interests. In no, her well, his father, his father at one point, her is, father, her father uh, has a conversation with him and pours a little thing of scotch. It's like a like a like a swallow's worth, and he's like, "This swallow of scotch is worth more is worth more than you can make in a year." So why, if you're not worthy of my scotch, what makes you think you're worthy of my daughter? Well, and. But he loves her, and there's a and there's one of my favorite moments of the entire show is he's on this boat, in the in the middle of the ocean, right off the island, and he ends up making a phone call with her, and the the whole thing is they're just saying like I like no matter what happens, I'm going to find you, I'm, we're going to be together again, because that's their driving force basically to live, and it's just you can just see it in the performances of the actors, but you can really really feel it whenever whenever you watch us, and just the little the little like flashbacks that you see with them and how their relationship builds and. And their interactions, not even with each other, just with other people about each other, is just is really well done. It just makes you like these people just love each other. Well, now, now, how realistic is that? I mean, in regards to the show, it's pretty realistic. But the show's that no, super no, realistic. not based on obviously islands that travel through. Yes. I don't even understand how the show worked. I watched every episode. I still don't get it. But based on the reality of what love is, when we see these portrayals. You know, love depends on rescue, or love depends on uh, being someone's constant, or, or you know, love says, you know, you complete me. Mm. Uh, what's the reality of it? Because when we're inspired by the romantic stories, whether they come from the the rom coms, or whether they come from um, romance novel, or whether they, I mean, which terrible you know when you look at all these different media portrayals of what love looks like whether they're kind of shoehorned into a comic book movie uh, whether it's a a feature of a television show uh, uh, people want love love is like a love is an an innate human need food shelter and and companionship and yet you have culture that's selling these pictures of love that are maybe not realistic um, that it has to be um this story of I'll never I, mean, I can never I'll always find you always or uh, a story uh, something even that's like dark and twisted like these these um you know 50 shades movies that are coming out like that is that portrayed as 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 love I mean I don't think so but I think that it's trying to scratch the itch of people's need for for love and for acceptance um, what what's the reality of it beyond Han and Leia beyond I I think for me you know when we get into like movies and, and comics and stories it, yeah it's like they go into detail and, and whatnot but even after you watch a whole movie you read a story it's almost like the highlights of it because for me when I think about love it's the everyday like it, it's almost you you can't necessarily portray that in a comic or a movie or a story like the everyday like okay we we just got into a really big argument i know that i love you and i know that there there's there's this innate feeling that that i'm supposed to be with you and i want to i want to ride this life out with you and i want to raise children with you or i want to build a home with you and and i want to get married to you and with you but I think it's kind of dangerous when you, you know, when we talk about the 50 shades of gray or like when we talk about these um, stories, it's almost like it creates this, maybe like the pseudo love or the pseudo concept of what love really is. But for me, love is, is really getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, and, and because we're all different, but you have two people that are completely different that we yearn for companionship. But then what happens when you put these two people together in a, in a matrimony, it's not always, easy it's not always cake it's not always peaches and cream but i don't think a lot of that is 
talked about and, and delved through in, in comics and movies and stories. And because it's more expedient to kind of tell the real quick syrupy version of yeah. it? Yeah. You know, like uh, we're next door neighbors and you know my secret identity, so obviously we're going to fall in love or because we're running from the Galactic Empire together. So obviously we're going to fall in love or we're trapped in an elevator or, or, you know, whatever. We're the most attractive people in this movie. So obviously we're going to fall in love. Um, yeah, like not, not to interrupt, but it, it just kind of reminds me of like, for for example, I know this sounds really silly, but like I can't. Uh, I, just, I can't think of Bruce Wayne eating cereal. Like, I know this sounds really funny, but, like, I can't imagine superheroes doing particular, like, everyday things. And I think it's because, for me, like, they're portrayed in such a, like, always on the move, always, you know, jumping in an airplane, jumping off of a cliff, saving a person. But it's, like, that that every day. And I think um, Batman versus Superman was the first time um, in a while that, you know, and even, you know, not to get into, I guess, things that could possibly be inappropriate, but just there's particular scenes or moments in movies that kind of capture, you know, certain things for me. And like in Batman for Superman, some of the relationship between Superman and Lois, I was like, okay, I, I can kind of see how certain things would happen. He comes home. He's got the grocery bag. Yes. Like I, I didn't, I've never really seen that or felt that at for that myself. point. You weren't seeing Superman. You're seeing Clark. Yes. And it felt good to kind of feel like, okay, yeah, I, I get how that relationship would work mm -hmm. because you know, in my mind, I'm like, and for, okay, for example, I'm reading, um, I'm reading. Uh, I read. Uh, I'm reading Perceptions, Tom McFarlane Spider-Man, and then before that, I was um, Torment. And so there were moments where like Peter Parker would come home, and um, you know Mary Jane is like cooking dinner, and like I'm reading this, and I was like, it feels weird reading it because I've never. It's almost like I've never been in the kitchen with Peter Parker and Lo and not Lois Lane, Peter Parker, and Mary Jane, having just a regular conversation, how you and I would have a regular conversation. So I think a lot of, and it's cool sometimes when stories are like that and they show that because a lot of times I feel like it's more like a highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So love, I don't think is portrayed a lot of time in that every day. I think that sometimes even the the, the romantic interest is really used more as kind of a MacGuffin yeah. to, to sort of say, oh, well, here's Mary Jane and he has mm -hmm. feelings for her, but now the Green Goblin's got her, so plot yeah. device, you know, and that, that sort of let's move the story forward instead of the mundane, instead of the yeah. everyday things, which Marvel's been pretty good at portraying the uh, and you're talking about torment i think it's in that same story it was the storyline leading up to that in amazing spider-man in the the early 300s where they were having financial problems they got kicked out of wow. their apartment and different things like that so spider-man i think in particular has been really good at showing the i'm struggling because i'm a superhero and i just yes. got beat up by electro but then i got to go home and we, we're having a hard time paying the bills and uh I, I kind of I'm, I'm having to make the ends meet, and there's kind of this real life nitty gritty of yeah. you know life is tough and life is hard, but um, as I'm glad that I have you in the middle of it. Yeah, and that, that's why I think Peter and Mary Jane kind of worked. Um, we were digging through a box of comics the other day at the house, and they came across the wedding issue, mm -hmm. uh, the Spider Man wedding issue, and I was oh, looking, cool. looking at that, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's why I think that these, these characters want to have each other. And I think that's why we can relate with them on that level. It's hard to relate with Han and Leia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's sort of the, that's sort of the gone with the wind in space. You know, yeah. I, I love you. I hate you. Kiss me. Yeah. That kind of thing. But yeah, to the point of like Batman versus Superman. And, and that's where Batman had, I think has a hard time because Batman doesn't live in the reality of the day to day 
mm-hmm. relationship. Batman's a one percenter. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> but even in his relationship, he's way more comfortable with Talia Al Ghul or with Catwoman yes. than yeah. he's ever going to be with Vicky Vale. Yes. Yeah, and I, and that, Vicky Vale, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, like Michael Keaton. Yes. Goes, I, you know, we, are I we remember trying that. to make this work? I'd like to. But right now he's out there, and I've got to go to work. <laughs> That's not like bat, like yeah. when you think of all these other superheroes: Peter Parker, uh, Superman, uh, Green Lantern, Thor. You, they have like what you would consider like one significant other mm-hmm. that you compare them with. But Batman doesn't really have just one. Batman uh, has a little black book. See, Batman <laughs> has many, but he has none at the same. Y- yeah, time. exactly. You know? no, and I yes. think I think part of it, like the only the only time. Other than like in uh, Tim Burton's Batman that I've ever read, where a Batman actually opened himself up to let somebody into who he was as Batman. Let him in because Alfred let her in the Batcave. Oh, I know. That's why <laughs> I'm, I'm be that, honest. I, I'm yes, because Alfred made a terrible. And, and what, first off, he the also best, let in <laughs> the best part about Batman Forever or Batman Batman Returns was when he called Rob or he called Alfred out. He, yeah. He's like, I'm not the one who let, let Vicky Vale in the Batcave. Bat <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for acknowledging that that happened. Uh, but there was a there was a, a comic line that I read where um, Silver St. Cloud comes back into Batman's life. And, that, through, and for Silver St. Cloud is a old school yes. Batman mm-hmm. love interest. And uh, just through him as Bruce uh, reconnecting with her because she doesn't, she only knows Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, to where he ends up, he's like, I like, he's talking to Alfred. He's like, I think I love, like, I think I love her, and he's wow. like, I, I want to let her into my life completely. And he has this like inner like battle of like, do I do I take this full step to let her know me fully? Because that's just going to completely open her up to everything. And then he at one he's like takes her home one day. They go out to eat, and he comes back and he's like, by the way, you know, pulls a lever and goes. I was like, "This is who I really am." Like, you know, Bruce, but this is this is who I am. Like, this. If you're going to be with Bruce, you have to be with Batman because too. Bruce is the mask. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of like whenever I think of Batman, love. It's just where Bat where Batman finally becomes vulnerable. Yeah. Mm. Which is very like that's very unBatmany of him. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's that was bat that was like the closest Batman ever. I mean, then other stuff happens well, after that. Well, that do you guys remember Chase Meridian? Yeah. That was, I mean, that was like <laughs> uh, Batman Forever, yes. uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I I just remembered her name, and I'm like Trace Meridian. <laughs> but um, like his whole thing where she had a crush on both Batman and Bruce Wayne. She was like hitting on both of them, and then when she finally chose this she separately, to, <laughs> she's like, I like two yeah. guys. I like two guys, actually. <laughs> and then she like chooses to be with Bruce instead of Batman. Well, she like talks to Batman, of course. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It's really confusing. Sorry to let you know this, but I'm in love with another guy. Yeah. All right, well. It's a great, it's a great oh, moment. Dang it's it. okay. This is a great moment, I do, too. I do love that moment after she, they had that conversation and Batman walks away. And he, and he smiles. smiles. <laughs> He's it's like, the best, yeah. It's the best gift of all time. <laughs> and maybe there's something about love that, that's really extraordinary. Because And, and, and I'm going to paint the picture kind of going beyond romantic love. It's for love that that Christ kind of came down. I mean, not kind of, absolutely. It's love is literally God so loved the world that he sent his only son. There's sort of like this descendants from uh, a higher level into I'm willing to go lower or I'm willing to to lay down 
that which is precious to me for the sake of love. And I think that's what makes an interesting story like that because you've got Batman being Batman, laying down being Batman um, for, for love. And as you kind of unpack all these different stories, Superman becomes more Clark Kent because of, of love. And, and one of the, a, great, a great example of that, um, Doctor Who. Mm. Who is just this extraordinary? I mean, just whatever storyline it is, it doesn't matter what it is because Doctor Who is better than everybody around him all the time. Yes, yes. he's smarter than everyone around him. Fantastic. He's he can't he can don't the ninth Doctor. <laughs> doctor Who can just whatever it is. He's he's the Doctor. He yeah. and everybody that's with him, any companion that's with everybody that's with him, is automatically just swept up into this <gasps> wonder of. The doctor, the doctor, the doctor. Except for Donna. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, and but the, but a great moment. And I don't know where you, if any of you guys are watching this, but sorry about this. But the moment when he has to leave uh, Amy, or I'm oh, sorry, the moment Rose. he has to leave Rose Tyler. Oh, yeah. the, moment oh. he has to, the moment when he has to leave Rose Tyler. Oh my god! I, oh. The killer. And he go, and you know he's about to say, "I love you." And he does it. He can't, you well, know, she, like because yeah. the, the moment ends. Yeah, yes, because they're in separate dimensions. Yeah, and and, and he, she's like, like, I love you. And he's running out of time, and he it's goes like to say Tyler. it, and then and then she, she fades faint. away. And the moment oh, that's so heartbreaking. The connection cut off. But the moment is so powerful because he is around all of the like like he is such a huge epic time lord, and everyone that's around him immediately is not on his level. Like mm. I think and there's a great moment where when he re reacts and relates to her. That it's like he he has lowered himself. He has kind of come down mm. from this time lord status to give himself in in an emotional way to someone that is, you know, that's what love kind of does. Love love lets us shed our pomp and our power and our notoriety. Yeah. I, th- I think another one of the moment like the, the ways that like makes even that moment like so like such so much more deeper is I think there's a line where he's talking to somebody. He's like, when you're 900 years old. You're there for the rest of their life, but they're not there for the rest of yours. Hmm. It's like, are you for, sure that wasn't Yoda? Uh, no. <laughs> and, good, you will not. <laughs> but it's just like it's just I never th- like this thing about that moment. It's like you know, like at that moment, he he just he didn't care. He's like he knew, like he just knew her. Like I I love you. Like, but sorry, I just always think of that. Yeah, very good, very good. What else we got? Wesley and Buttercup. <laughs> I'm glad somebody said it. Now, Wesley and Buttercup are so syrupy, saccharine, over the top. Like they're they're just their love is so flawless, and I think that's the the kind of the joke of it. Like that's sort of the the tongue in cheek appeal. Let's roll down the hill together. Yeah. <laughs> As you wish, <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> but I, I think that that's sort of the, 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 there's nothing realistic about their love. No, I think, but I think the, the fantasticalness of it is what really. Well, we love it. Yes, <laughs> we, we we see it and we go, "This is amazing," but not because there's uh, it, the sacrifice is so over. The, everything's just so over the top and so like uh, just dramatized and and cartoonized uh, caricature of mm. of the, the the sort of storybook romance. But that's what that's what we love about it. Nobody lives that life. You know, no. that that's that is an unattainable. Um, biblically, uh, and I'm not talking the the concept of love. I'm talking about the story of love. Uh, what, what are there any love stories in the Bible that capture your mind and you go, "That one is that's nice." Isaac and Rebecca. 
What about him? Is it, uh, unless I'm mistaken, I'm getting confused because I get that stuff confused all the time. Uh, but he waited. He wanted to marry Rebecca, so he waited seven years. No? no. Who was that then? Who was that? <laughs> that was his son. His son. Jacob. Jacob. And Jacob and Rachel. Sorry. I said I got was going to get confused. Jacob and Rachel. Uh, he wanted to marry Rachel. Waited seven years, and Rachel's dad's like, nope, you're going to marry my other daughter. Oh, <laughs> Laban. Gonna, you're going to marry was the other one. trickster. <laughs> <laughs> I got, hello there, how are you? And then he waits. And, dude, it's wedding night. <laughs> he lifts up, he lives up her veil, and he's like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, That's got wild. Me again. Too late, oh, yeah. you done signed the papers. <laughs> uh, I'm yours, husband. <laughs> 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 Demon get, <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he still loves yeah. Rachel, so he waits seven more years. So he Rachel. waited. He waited fourteen years <laughs> to to be with the one that he loved. That's that, that's it. That was that's one of the ones that comes to my mind. That's a yeah. great story. Me too. Uh, I, a lot of times I think, man, if I would have known that. I, if I would have known how awesome, because man, my wife, y- y- y'all don't even understand. If y- if you need to know. There's just not a person I think that could possibly love their wife more than I love my wife. She's the greatest, just, she's the best person I know. And a lot of times I think of the my story and the choices that I've made in my life, that if I would have known that she was out there and I would have known that she was attainable, I would have just waited and not made some of the choices that I made. I would have, like, that, that would have been worth yeah. That would have been worth the wait, and I would have probably not taken a left or a right turn here or there, knowing that that was that, that was down the road for me, man. And you know, obviously, we we can't click our heels and make new choices. But dude, when you think about like uh, Jacob, and and, and you, you go, yeah, you know, when somebody finds something that that worth it, you will you will fight for it, and you will wait for it, and you will be patient for it. I mean, love is patient, right? Um, give me another one. Y'all ain't been reading your Bibles. Well, no, I'm, I have a bunch in mind, but none of them are like, I think like uh, Abraham and Sarah, but he pretended she was his sister for it's a little so bit. I'm to, <laughs> Can't I'm use David. <laughs> Can't use Solomon. Like, I'm trying to think of other. Because I always well, think of David Zachari- and Abigail. And? I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, what Abigail happened? was a good wife to David. How about, um. She's a lot better than Michael was. Michal. Michal, yeah. <laughs> How about, um, what, what's, um. Was it? I can't remember her name. It was the lady who had to come and apologize for her husband being an idiot. That was Abigail. That was Abigail. Yes. Oh, okay. Never well, mind. David's whole army was gonna kill her yeah. husband. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry. She was a good diplomat. Yeah. I love this man, but he's stupid, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> so uh, unpack this story then, for us. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm lacking caffeine. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So David is on the run from Solomon. Because Solomon's gonna kill David, but Saul. Oh yeah, Saul. Solomon was his son. Solomon was David's son. Yes. <sighs> See, caffeine. And so David and his army are traveling, and they want food and lodging. And Abigail's husband says no, and is incredibly rude to him. So David's whole army is like, well, we're gonna kill this guy, and we're gonna take his stuff. And Abigail hears about it because her servants tell her, and she's like, oh, I I gotta go deal with this. So she is. She's a good wife, both to her original husband, and she ends up marrying David afterwards. And she's a good wife to him too. Very good. Uh, how, how is that? 
David has a track record, I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah. of getting, I mean, of, of, getting <laughs> of being the second husband. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, David, don't mind, you know, whatever. Uh, so, so, what is it about that 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 exemplifies love? Is it that she's willing to look out for her man, or yeah, because she knew that he wasn't he wasn't nice. She knew that he wasn't my exactly a, a fool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she covered for him, I and he it, he uh, later died of, of um, natural or unnatural causes. But yeah, David has been known to kill a brother or two. I don't think uh, he killed yeah. him though. No, no. But well, he had, it but just happened. They died. But I guess you said the word covered, and I love covers. Love mm. covers. Uh, to, to we clothe, we don't expose. Yeah. You know, and to contrast, and it's not a love story, but you think of Noah when he was drunk in his tent, yeah. and you got Ham coming in there going, <laughs> Dad is naked. Get out of here, Ham. I was on a boat traveling all over the world. <laughs> Singing his sea shanties. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're sucking what down darts. What do you do with the drunken <laughs> sailor? And, uh, My name is Mrs. <laughs> 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 so you have Shem and Japheth come in, and they come in backwards and cover him up. Uh, to me, again, not a romantic love, but the, but a love of respect and yeah. a love of of care. Um, th- that love clothes, love doesn't expose. Love and, and listen, love is patient, love is kind. You know, and we, we know from First Corinthians thirteen, but it doesn't rejoice in in iniquity. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing. You know, it, it loves that which is which is good. And sometimes I think like. You gotta have you, somebody's got to have your back. Yeah, there's got to be somebody that like they don't enjoy making you look small. They don't enjoy calling out your your shortcomings, but they love you in spite of your shortcomings. And, and just like the Lord who loves us exactly as we are, you know, obviously we're they don't intend to keep us that way because love makes us better. Love and helps us and Im- improves us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, love is a great thing that God gave us. Yeah, and and it's. It's something that I, you know, what the world needs now is love, sweet <laughs> love. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really does. And, and, and in, in our society, I think love has just become kind of a flavor of the month or an optional thing. But uh, but love is out there. And now I'm sitting around a table with a bunch of, you know, young men and, and lady who are at, at the moment single, uh, at the moment not married, betrothed. Uh, what have you? Um, what? I, I mean, I don't know if I, it's my job to give you guys advice or anything like that. Do it, but like, no, but like, what? What do? You, what is it that when you're when you're looking for love, you know, or as Buckwheat would say, "Wooking Penub," and all the one pieces. When, <laughs> when you're, uh, <laughs> oh, your SNL reference makes me really happy. Thank you. When, as you look for love, as you as you look for romance, and I, I assume that even if it's not a top priority, it's still something that's at least a ping on all of our radars. Uh, maybe not. Uh, Nick may be a Vulcan. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to wake you, princess. Uh, <laughs> it's not logical. But what is it that you're looking for? What What is it in, in love that you say this is this is my hope? This is my goal. This is my dream. This is the way I picture it in my somewhere that's green musical number i think for me maybe this word has like a negative connotation attached to it but perseverance and not to be like oh like i'm this bad person like you got to persevere through me but it's like for me not to get super deep but my parents divorced um when i was a senior in high school 
my thing is, you know, for me, it's, it's the long haul. For me, it's making sure um, that the person I'm with, the woman that I'm with is, is for forever. Yeah. I know that sounds super cliche, but, you know, my parents you were- You my together. forever baby, baby. <laughs> you my forever, you my ride or die. <laughs> um, so for me- Ride or die. <laughs> perseverance and communication for me is, is, is one of those big things. Like, you know, it's, it's, are we going to, are we going to ride this out, you know, through thick and thin as cliche or whatever, as it sounds, sure. are we going to ride this out for life? That's one of the things my wife always says to me. She's like, if there's a problem, you better lock in son. Cause you're stuck. Hey. She said, Cause I ain't going nowhere. Hey. She said, you better, if you don't like it, you better learn to like it. Cause you ain't getting rid of it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what's we up. are. We're, I mean, dude, like you, we're we're in it. Man. Yeah, we're in it. That's that's a good thing to have, dude. Because you don't want somebody that's always got their eye on the door. Yeah, you know? no, you, for sure. You don't want somebody that's always looking out for like mm -hmm. a way out. And you can tell. I mean, you can tell if you're in a relationship and somebody's like they're done. They're they're checked out already. Man, the writing's on the wall. Like you can see just little things and little things that are said. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? -O? What's something that you're looking for, man? What's what's something that's like a this is the thing for me? I mean, well. Besides, besides the obvious one, like I want my my wife, my future wife, to love Jesus obviously yeah. more than me, mm -hmm. and I want to grow together in the Lord as we grow together in each other. Uh, and I used to always think like I want I want my my wife to love the same exact things that I do. Like I want my wife to love Back to the Future. I want her to love Batman. I want to do this. <laughs> uh, but the older the older I get, I just I I always think like he, and vice versa me to her like. I don't necessarily want to be as big of a fan of the stuff that she likes or the stuff that I like yeah. as they as they are as each other. But I want to be I want to love something because they love it. Like yeah. like I want to like I like this because she because I like her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like my wife doesn't need to love Back to the Future, but if she'll watch it with me because I love it, it's little things like that that would that, that I just kind of like, I just want to enjoy life. Yeah, right? at least not make me go in the other room when I want to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that no, that's super important. I when I was oh my goodness, um, just to give you an idea, when I was a young man, a young man, I had all how my, young? Uh, how young were you? Younger than all of you. Uh, <laughs> even when Nick. I, when I even Nick. When I was a young man, I had um, I created a test. It was a fifty-question test. What? That you're squinting at me with the evil eye. Yes, you're you're very much right to do so. Um, it was like a fifty-question test of things. Do you remember just, the test in full? I, I remember some of the questions. I don't remember the, the test yeah. in full. But it was ba it was never about another person. It was all it was all about me. Mm -hmm. It was about the things that I liked and the things that I valued. And it was seeing how compatible someone was with me as opposed to me seeing how compatible I could be with somebody else. Wow. It was all very self-centered. Did like, you give this test out? I did. <laughs> a couple times. Just you know, putting some feelers out there. Hey, you want to take a cool test? Can you name all ten captains of the Starship Enterprise? You know, it was like... Yeah, and yeah. I was like... I mean, And by ten captains, I was throwing in the time that Edward Jellicoe was captain of the Enterprise for one episode when Picard got abducted by the Borg. I mean, I mean, or what? Or, or, uh, no, the Cardassians. Um... They're like so amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Kardashians. It's a different thing. <laughs> but the, the, so, like, I mean, I was like, it was, it was really bad. It was super, yeah. super bad because I wanted to make it all about the thing that I liked. Now, I remember the first time that I ever spent any like outside of church property time with with my would would be wife at that time. Um, we were we went to Rock the Universe, which is a big Christian music concert festival at Universal Studios. 
and um, I had invited uh, some people. We had the youth group going. We invited a couple other people from the church, <laughs> and one of them that was going was uh, my eventual wife, Sheena. And she was just kind of hanging out, whatever, you know, no big deal. And I remember there was two things that happened that night that um, I, I had one at the, the little carnival sideshow game back in Amity Island by, by the when it was deal, still there. when it was still yeah. Jaws. Uh, I won a giant Sonic the Hedgehog stuffed animal. Oh, I mean, wow. The so size cool. of a six-year-old child. It was, a big, <laughs> was it Sonic or was it Tails? It was Sonic. Uh, my story. I just sorry. Oh. No, I just I remember your sister. I tales. won. No, you're wrong. Let me finish <laughs> oh, my story, Stephen. <laughs> um, so so I won this Sonic the Hedgehog, and then I went back and I played the game again, and I won Knuckles. Knuckles. Yeah, That's it was Knuckles. Was. So sorry. With your permission, I'll I finish. You, I, I so because I, these were gigantic stuffed animals, it was awkward for me to hold it. So she was there, and I said, "Will you hold my Knuckles?" <laughs> <laughs> Which probably means something terrible if you look it up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so she don't. <laughs> so, say sure, say sure. so she. We walked around the park and she was holding my other giant stuffed animal, and I thought that's kind of cool, you know, whatever. Not not, not nothing to it. So they, as the night progressed, we went into. They have this leader lounge that they have set up. Uh, Student Leadership University, Dr. J. Strack, and uh, other groups. They put together these leader lounges, or I think that one was done by um, some uh, Christian college, Lifeway, uh, Liberty, Liberty Christian, Liberty University, or some such. I don't even know. So we're in there basically scoring free cookies and bottles of Coke because it's you know free stuff for youth leaders. And uh, I sit down at my table, and she sits you know across the table. And she pulls out a DS, and I'm like, "Hello, what's, what's up, girl? How you doing? You you play a little little gamey poo there? All right." And I pulled out my DS, oh. and I'm like, "How you doing? I don't know, like little moments like that." And I was like, "And it, but it wasn't me going. You have to do the things that I like. It was just these moments of like the things that she liked and the things that I liked accidentally, you know, bumped into each other, and it was like, "Ooh, there's some overlap there." I celebrate those moments, but I don't. Force my look. My wife ain't never gonna watch wrestling with me. Never. She hates wrestling. She ain't never Makes gonna watch fun of us mystery science it. theater <laughs> three thousand with me. It'll never happen. Uh, but for the moments when we when she says it's my birthday, I want to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I go, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. Those moments uh, yeah. are the ones that we that we celebrate. You know, I'm not going to the Southern Woman Home Show with her. Uh, you know, she just ran a five k. I ain't running at five k with her. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, but that, but those the, the moments that we do share, I value the things that she values. She values the thing that I value. But um, most importantly, we value each other. What are you looking for, uh, Neff? What's your what's your relationship goals? I like to think that my wife will be, she'll have that same brand of uh, sarcastic humor that I'll have, and we'll just rip off, not rip, riff off each other for hours. <laughs> Just constant back and forth, just sitting on a couch, just enjoying the day. Like I don't know, like that's my view. Like my view of like the future is just like the sun's pouring in, just sitting on a couch, just enjoying each other's company, just talking and making each other laugh. It sounds like an episode of Roseanne. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> my John Goodman. <laughs> which, which they're, they're bringing it back, by the way. Yeah, that's I what I heard. heard. My wife is like Roseanne. I'm, I'm excited. But Try so, again. The sarcastic. No, but uh, aside from that, I mean, if you ever watch the way that they they interact with Roseanne each other, Roseanne and Dan really love each other. Roseanne and Dan, yeah. like yes. their their interaction is always super sarcastic, 
but it's great banter and you can see the playfulness when it's like super negative with each other but it's so playful um i didn't appreciate that when i was younger watching the show but after being married and watching it i'm like wow there's a really cool dynamic here um what if what if what if you you know somebody falls in love with you you fall in love with somebody and they're super quiet and they just want to hear you talk because you're more entertaining than they are because they're funny you're real funny I don't know. I've never thought of that possibility before. <laughs> I've always thought that the the woman I would end up being with would be talk like not talkative, but like would be good conversation. She gotta be good at chatting. Gotta yeah. gotta look good at conventions. Gotta play <laughs> piano and sing alto. You know all the <laughs> good things like that. Of course, she uh, has to sing alto. I'm the soprano. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's, you know, it's okay, I think, to have like ideas and, and goals, but I, I, sometimes you don't know the person until you see them and they defy your expectations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember when I was praying for my wife before I had a wife, um, when I was praying and said, God, these are the things that are important to me. These are the things that I value. And uh, I remember when I met my wife and things started kind of clicking and she wasn't, you know, we were yet to be involved with each other, much less engaged or married. Um, there were certain things in my imaginary criteria that I thought, well, maybe she doesn't really match up with that thing exactly like I was kind of praying for and hoping for. But then as time went by, I realized that those things that I had been praying for, as I allowed God to kind of change my heart and my Mm -hmm. perspective on things, I realized those things that I valued, what I actually wanted was this. Yeah. I thought I wanted that, but what I really wanted was this. And it became like, as time went on, as we got to know each other better, Man, my heart was like, oh my goodness, God, look what you've done. Like, you have exceeded my expectations. I thought that, and you knew that I needed, and boom, there it is. That's amazing. And I think that that, that's one of the things that a lot of people maybe don't think about is the idea of really trusting God with Mm -hmm. your mate to find your mate. Um, looking, Looking beforehand, praying, you know, God, I don't know who they are, but you know who they are. And chances are they're out there somewhere looking for me. And Lord, yeah. help us get together. Um, I've read books on that. On one? Uh, well, I read a book called um, When God Writes Your Love Story. Um, it's by a couple who, a couple uh, uh, Christians mm-hmm. who they talked about their relationships in high school and middle school and all that stuff leading up to their eventual marriage, their their relationship. Um, and how like they, they really had to focus on themselves first and then uh, realize that God was kind of like working on both of them uh, and that's why they weren't together yet. So like, once they reached that point where they were responsible enough to do that, that's when God brought them together. I that's cool. That kinda... that is, that's yeah. really, really cool. There's a, yeah. there's a book called 31 uh, Prayers for Your Future Wife and yeah. husband. There's, a, there's like a each side of the coin. And uh, in the For My Future Wife one, the guy, his name's Aaron Smith, is talking about how, like, he would constantly pray for his future wife before he even met who would be his wife. And he would, like, write down his prayers. And when he proposed to his wife, he gave her all of his, all of the, all of his written down prayers and said, that's really cool. And, like, like, they were doing, like, a Bible study. He gave this to her and he's like, this is what I've been praying for for X amount of years and you're the answer to these prayers. Wow. And then proposed to her. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that's next level, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to go back. I know, right? <laughs> go back to the island. <laughs> Divine affirmation. That's good. That's cool. That's good. Nick, you came to Orlando from Perry, Florida. Yes. Your pastor told me specifically. He gave me one one thing. He said, don't get him married off. He said, he's just on loan to you. 
when your time comes, what are you looking for, man? I'm and remember, even... she might be listening right now. <laughs> I'm not even sure yet. I still haven't figured that out. Still, still haven't found what you're looking for. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd like to share some commonalities, but you know, for them to not be completely different than me. But you know, like we've been talking about, I'd like to share stuff that she likes, and you know, vice versa. So, so someone that you that can grow, that you can help grow, and someone that can help grow you. Yeah, that's cool. Do you see that dynamic in your parents' relationship? I mean, are your mom and dad like into the same exact things or they can, they're very different, but yet they, <laughs> I've met your parents and they seem like almost complete opposites. Not yeah. like in a bad way, but like your dad seems very quiet and reserved and your mom's like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> they're they They can be very different, but at the same time they do share some things. So. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. And, and isn't it funny how our parents' relationships can so define the way that we look and get into relationships for good or or for bad yeah thank goodness and and i don't know if everybody here maybe maybe nick is the one but uh grew up kind of saturated already with the church culture and with christianity uh that's not my story i know several of you guys that's not that's not your story either thank goodness that even for all the sort of mismatches and the the bad information that's been poured into our lives, the bad examples that maybe we've seen, that when when Christ comes into the picture, there's a re-sculpting and a redefinition of, of what love really can be. Yeah. Uh, not only for us to give, but for us to receive as well. Because the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. In return. Um, final thoughts? Then I'd like to close out with this. Uh, it's super obligatory, and that's okay, because so much of, of love is um, is captured right here. 1 Corinthians 13, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away the ways of childhood. I put them behind me. We now only see a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see him face to face. And now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So our prayer for you is that if you know love, that God would stir up your faith by way of remembrance, that you can look at it with fresh eyes, that you could feel it with a fresh heart, that your passion and your compassion can be reinvigorated for the person that you are connected to. If 
you have not yet known the joy of love, if you've not yet known what it is to be connected with another person, uh, to be committed to another person, uh, then I pray that God would give unto you a sense of anticipation and and, and a holy perspective that you wouldn't um, wake love before it's time, that you would go into it worshipfully, reverently, respectfully, and uh, that when the time comes, that you would love as Christ loves the church, that you would um, love with all your heart. Uh, and it's one of the great ways that, one of the great gifts that God has given to us. Is everybody feeling good? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. Love you too, bro. Oh. I love you, Tony. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, uh, we, we've reached the end of our run tonight. Uh, first episode of Season 3 is in the books. I uh, want to give a quick shout-out to our patrons, our uh, official uh, supporters of the Nerd of God cast. At our uh, big-time producer level, uh, I want to acknowledge Zach, Becca, and Jay Mart, the, uh, our three uh, big-time producer-level patrons. Thank you guys so much for your ongoing faithfulness. I was just actually talking to one of our uh, producer-level patrons before the show, and he's like, you should mention me, and that uh, that I'm doing all these things. He's, he's helping take care of us on Friday when we get to uh, this live event. He's one of the guys that's there, and he's like, yeah, you should mention that I'm doing all the stuff to take care of you guys. So, Zach, you I, message hope, me during this episode. <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> Thank you for your support. And uh, real quick shout-out to a couple of our original old-school patrons, uh, the love Lovely Becky and of course L7. Uh, every single one of our patrons really, really matters. They really make a difference. They help us not only cover the cost of the show, but also to reach our goals. If you check out our Patreon page, you can see some of the things that we want to do. Uh, we're so thankful that we've reached several of our goals for production purposes. But now our next step is to take this thing beyond just this podcast into video production, into live events. We want to produce some ministry materials so that we can equip pastors and ministry leaders to reach out to young people, especially in their communities um, in, in, that, that are part of the nerd and geek culture, um, because the church hasn't necessarily learned how to speak that language yet. So uh, we, we kind of see ourselves as, as ambassadors of ministry to that culture. And, and in doing so, we want to equip the local ministry with uh, resources, with sermon ideas, with ways to minister and creative kind of -of out-of-the-box ideas. In addition to that, uh, one of our big goals for this next year is to reach out and become part of the convention scene, uh, at least locally here in Florida. We've got several big conventions. Uh, EJ, you're a part of that as in your art ministry. Yeah. But uh, we'd like to do that uh, from a Nerd of Godcast perspective. And, and, you know, like like we said, we want to be where the people are. So uh, that brings us to the end of our show. Again, thank you so much to our patrons. If you do want to be a part of it, check out patreon.com. Search for Nerd of Godcast, and you can be a part of making the ministry happen. Just subscribe, uh, become a sponsor, and uh, make uh, even the smallest donation counts. If you can't afford to make a donation or you're not uh, down with doing that at this time, please continue to pray for the ministry of the Nerd of Godcast. It is free, and it is absolutely priceless. So uh, connect with us online 
time, like, share, subscribe, follow us on all of our social media. Don't forget that we are uh, extending our online contest. So leave us a review on iTunes and you can win a sweet prize pack from our Nerd of God cast, Nerd of God stash, including a t-shirt. And uh, if you are in Palmetto, we're going to see you at Night of the Guardians this weekend. Or we'll have seen you. And we will have seen you, depending <laughs> on uh, where you are. So uh, I guess that brings us to the end. Uh, season 3, Episode 1 is underway. Don't forget to vote on our best thing ever uh, for the Nerd of God cast. Steve-O. Kwaharini, everybody. Neff. Goodbye. EJ. Peace. Jessica. Here. And Nick. Bye. My name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but we, we can't, can't stay, stay here. Good. When we were at Reading Terminal, Neff, um, Neff bought a wheel of cheese. I did wheel of queso. <laughs> Neff bought a wheel of cheese, and there's a story behind it. I don't know that we need to tell the whole story. I want to hear the story. But as he wanted to share the cheese with a friend, and and I as he was buying it, I I asked him. I said, Neff, what you gonna do with that cheese, son? Uh, I don't have a fridge in my. Uh, he don't hotel. have a fridge in his hotel room, and it won't get past TSA. So <laughs> no, I said, did you just eat all the cheese? Oh, he said, so he said, will you take my cheese and put it in your hotel room? <laughs> So I brought it. I was I've been custodian to Neff's wheel of cheese for and a then week. For a week, I had to put it in a cooler and drive that thing back down. What? That cheese has been through nine states. Man, that's some good cheese, man. That is magic cheese. That's, that's, Are you? It's been, it's been a while. I'm gonna tell you that's been a while. That is some suspect cheese. I don't know if I put that in my mouth hole, man. I don't know. You're, what you're, kind of cheese was it? French, yeah. French, French cheese, oh. camembert cheese, camembert. camembert. So. Uh, Apparently, it's loved by ladybug-themed superheroes, and uh, sure, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't that. want to go farther into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>